Welcome to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast, where I, Jonathan, will lead you into the Kingdom of God, which is not a religion. It is a place. It is a government. It is a country. It is at hand. And it is the only message that Jesus Christ preached. I want you to enter the Kingdom, understand the Kingdom, so that you can bear fruit, which is Kingdom people. God is wanting to fill everything. He does it by planting seed. The seed is the word of the kingdom, and it takes over, and it becomes the largest tree in the garden. I'll be listening and watching to see how you improve today. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics Podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia. How are you going? And today we're going to talk about life in the Spirit. The good news is, in the Bible is that God is not holding man's sins against them. How do we know that this is true? We look to the cross. We see Jesus hanging on that cross, crucified, nails through his hands. And that is a proof that Jesus Christ, that God the Father, because Jesus only ever did what the Father was doing, and he was the same and is the same as the Father, an exact representation of the Father, a reflection, an image. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. So spiritually, you are healed. Everyone has been forgiven. When you come to God in your prayers, as a Christian, as a believer, it's as if you've never sinned. You are right with God. So when you pray, pray knowing that you are right with God. And the challenge of this Christian life is to believe His Word and to do it. Jesus said, when I return, will I find faith? Faith, according to James, is action. Faith is the ability to manifest in the physical realm, to manifest the spiritual realm, to manifest what's in heaven on earth. It is the ability to pull something into reality. Faith is not just believing. Belief and faith are not the same. Faith is your access to the invisible realm. Faith is the violent force that pulls something into the natural from the invisible. It's by faith, you see, that, that Noah did these things, that, that Gideon did these things by faith, Enoch, by faith. Faith pleases God because faith, the Bible says, without faith it's impossible to please God. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But those who diligently seek him need to believe that he exists. So what I'm saying is there are people who believe in God, but they don't have faith. You see, it's faith that saves us, not the, not the belief in God. You know, didn't, didn't Job's wife say to curse God and die? See, she believed in God, whereas Job had faith. Job's faith held his lips shut. So you can have belief and then you can have faith. 
Faith without works is dead. So faith is action. So when Jesus said, will I find faith on the earth? He's saying, when I return, will there be anybody who has the ability to manifest heaven on earth? Will there be people not who believe me, not just Christians hiding in a bunker who believe God, but will I find people with faith? People with faith are doing things. People with faith are manifesting the kingdom. Now, manifesting the kingdom isn't always what you think, and I'm going to explain it. So, number one, God is not holding man's sins against them. You can tell people the good news. Now, I know that I say that the good news is the kingdom, and it is. Let me explain it. But number one, Everybody has already been forgiven. But not everybody who believes in God will go to heaven. John said that the law came through Moses, but but life and peace came through Jesus Christ. Grace and and it's I think he actually said grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Let me let me bring it up. We are saved by grace through faith. So we are saved due to the generosity and intentionality of God that is undeserved towards us. That's grace. We are saved by grace, the intentionality of God the generous intentionality of God that we don't deserve through faith, which is our ability to bring things into the natural. So Jesus said, unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. Paul says in Corinthians, it's when we turn to Jesus Christ that the veil is lifted. So you actually believe and are saved. You You are born again and you are saved in the moment that you believe. In other words, it's as you apply the faith that you receive the answer to prayer. It's only when Jesus sent the man to wash that he got healed. It was only when Jesus sent the water that had become wine. He said, draw out of the the cisterns the the." and bring it to the the head of the banquet. It was only in the activity of manifestation that the water became wine. And it's only in the activity of manifestation of your faith that you were born again. You had to go out the front of the church. You had to put your hand up. You had to say something. We are saved by the word of our testimony. So faith is action. You cannot argue against that. So this is evangelism. You can tell everybody. Just tell them. Say say to your boss, say to your neighbor, say to your checkout lady or checkout person, say, did you know that God does not hold your sins against you? If they're interested, you can point them to the cross and say, you know, Jesus hung on that cross. And on that cross, he forgave the very people who put him there. He said, Father, forgive them 
for they know not what they've done. So if Jesus can forgive the very Roman citizens that nailed him to the cross, then of course he can forgive you. Now, that's spiritual. See, people don't realize that they are spiritual. And this world is on the edge of, you know, becoming part of a digital system. It's going to become much more difficult to explain spiritual realities to people because they're so distracted with this world. To love the world is to be an enemy of God. We are not conformed to the pattern of this world. Now, I'm aware of the pattern of this world. I'm studying the pattern of this world. The pattern of this world is the system, the world system, which is contrary to Christ and and opposite to the kingdom. You don't give to receive in this world. You don't lose your life to find it in this world. It's the opposite. You take in this world to receive. You you, you you protect yourself. So what I'm saying is, number one, God is not holding man's sins against them. That's all men. But the, the reason that he's not holding their sins against them is to resolve a spiritual problem. You see, God is a spirit. The devil is a spirit. And every person is a spirit, but they think that they're a body. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again of the Spirit. See, Jesus came as a spirit in a man's body to resolve a spiritual problem. When he said, I came to destroy the works of the devil, the works of the devil weren't, you know, buildings and and swords. It was the spiritual kingdom behind the misuse of those buildings and swords. See, Most people think that they are a body. And even my brother says, Oh, look, I don't really believe in in God, but I but I believe I believe I am spiritual. Like what is that? How how can you be spiritual and deny that you are a spirit? If someone's spiritual, they're they're exclaiming, they're declaring and exclaiming that they are actually a spirit and that there are spirits. Because they don't even know what they're saying in their ignorance. So you are a spirit, an eternal spirit that will live forever. Adolf Hitler is alive in hell. Okay, He will never die. So even though Adolf Hitler left his physical body, he exists. Okay, The angels are kept in chains. The 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 souls that perished were in prison. Jesus spoke to the souls that were in prison. It says in, uh, oh, gee, I just read it recently. I might have been Jude or Titus um, or Colossians. Anyway, so you are a spirit. You are born again by the Spirit of God. Jesus said you are not born of the will of man. In other words, you're not physical. You're not sperm and an egg equals Jonathan. You are the Spirit of God and you are a spirit man. So you can tell the next door neighbor, the cashier, the checkout lady, the policeman, you can tell your neighbor that they have been forgiven already by God, that the spiritual problem has been resolved. Now, once the spiritual problem is resolved, then the power of sin is broken. 
Once the power of sin is broken, the devil has no authority. He cannot accuse you because you are guiltless. It's as if you never sinned. So there is no more curse. He can't kill you. He can't attack you. He has no authority. You've actually become the property of God. You see, there are only two kingdoms. Both kingdoms are spiritual. The kingdom of God is a family. The kingdom of God is a country. And you have taken up citizenship. You've taken up residency. And you've taken up ownership. See, the difference between the kingdom of heaven and earthly kingdoms is that the citizens own the kingdom. On earth, the citizens are subjects to the king, at the mercy of the king. And so are we. However, we own everything. Jesus said, I and the Father are one, and you and I are one, and everything that's mine is yours, and everything that's yours is mine. You see, Jesus longs for you, burns for you, desires you. He wants to own you, and you own him. When Ephesians talks about the armor of God, who are you to wear the armor of God? When, the, when Paul talks about being the temple of the Holy Spirit, who are you to be the house of God? When, when, when Paul says that you will judge the angels, who are you to judge angels? When Jesus said you will forgive the sins of men, who are you to forgive the sins of men? In other words, you are God on the earth. I know this is very difficult to receive, but if you are in Christ, then you are in Christ, and He's in you, and you are one with Him. And when you walk on the earth, you walk as if you are God on the earth. This is the discrepancy. The devil does not want you to know who you are. He wants to keep you in guilt and in condemnation. But Paul said in Romans, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus because you are wearing God. You have God in you. You have God on you. You are God on the earth. You are the body of Christ. How can you be God's body and not be one with God? How can you be the righteousness of God? I know you don't get it. It's difficult to understand, but I'm just quoting the Bible this is the way that we live. The devil is the master of misinformation. He is the master of distraction. You see, Romans chapter 8 says that those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. And I put to you today that everything that's happened on the earth through this coronavirus and all the things that have happened and wars and rumors of wars and f shortages of food and pandemics, this is hilarious to me because it's all directed at the church it is a distraction it's 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 good to be aware of what's going on but the devil doesn't care about the collateral damage he is not interested so much in the millions and billions of course he wants to kill them all because he comes only to kill steal and destroy but he is mostly interested in you he does not want the church to know who they are. 
because we can pray and we can cancel him. We can cancel his kingdom. We can destroy the works of the devil if we get together and pray. But he's caused us to be distracted. He's caused us to be in in disunity or he's attempted to do so. And many Christians have fallen away. And, and I've heard, you know, Dr. Kevin Zadai say this three years ago, three and a half years ago, he said that there was a separation and he hasn't said it since until today. Yesterday, he said it again. He said there's going to come another plumb line, another 50% of the church. Now, I don't want them to fall away, but I know that Gideon, I know that the way that God does things is he finds the remnant. He finds those who believe. He weeds out those who are not wanting to fight. He said it's better if you're going to build to to count the cost before you build, before you go to war. It's enough for you and I to believe God for two people. He's just looking for two people who would pray and who would actually believe God, which means that we would pray and we would implement the word that he's already spoken. That is faith. Faith is forcing the will of God on the physical plane. Faith is forcing the will of God on the earth. So what I'm saying today is an evangelical message. Tell people their sins are forgiven. It's actually good news. They don't have to do anything to earn it. It's already done. They just need the faith to apply it. Once they believe God through an act of faith, they enter the kingdom of heaven. They are born again. If they don't believe that their sins are forgiven, show them a picture of Jesus Christ on the cross. Show them a picture of the passion of the Christ, of Mel Gibson's movie. Show them a picture of the bloody, you know, uh, flesh-torn Jesus Christ that was illustrated by Mel Gibson and say, this is proof. The only choice you have is to believe. Are you going to accept what he's done for you? He's done it for you. He's done it for everyone. Even Hitler could believe, but he didn't as far as we know. But you can believe God and then explain to them, number two, they have been spiritually resolved, forgiven. There's, the spiritual problem is resolved. Yes, they live in a body. Yes, they might have bills to pay or a car to wash or whatever it is, but they have dealt with the number one most important thing. They have eternal life. They will live forever. You've led them to Christ. Then explain to them that the kingdom is a country, that they have actually changed, according to Colossians, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. They will live forever. Even if they stuff up, they're going to go to heaven. That's been dealt with. Of course, you know, it's possible to, to, to grieve the Spirit to, to, you know, to the point of no return. I, 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 you know, we, we know that from Scripture. It is possible to fall away, but it's very unlikely if you, if you, you know, Jesus, how, do, how does Jesus say it? God knows that those that are His... Anyway, you're not going to want to fall away once you've met God, once you've tasted of the heavenly gift, once you've you've tasted of the goodness of God. If you fall away, there is no forgiveness. But you're not going to want to because of the goodness of God. And His grace does, He's got a, there's a lot of grace, but you don't want to, don't want to test Him. You don't want, to, don't want to push the grace of God because you don't want to trample underfoot 
the amazing gift that God's done. If you really believe God, if you're really born again, I think it's very unlikely that you would ever want to fall away or, or be able to. But it is possible from Scripture. So then you are living in the Spirit. That's when you've got to live according to Romans 8. That's when you've got to believe. You've actually got to start to live by the Spirit. And the Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. So there are many Christians who believe God, but but are they led by the Spirit? You know, yes, but are they are they continually obeying the leadings of the Spirit? Are they allowing the Spirit to put to death the deeds of the body? Are they setting their their mind on the things of the Spirit. Now, this is where it's at right now. There is so much distraction. You almost have to close your eyes and go into a cold room with the door closed and put earphones in and pray in tongues to hear from God because there's so much distraction. There is so much distraction. And it's not just in the media. It's in the environment. It's in the weather. It's in the radiation, in the 5G towers, in the in the chemicals they're spraying, in the, in the food, in the water, in the medication. There's so much distraction in churches, in the media. You know, there's so much. But it's those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So the Spirit is going to say something to you today. He never stops talking to you. There's no, there's no deficit in the Word of God. Okay? God is speaking to you and through you. And you can open the Bible and read what he's saying, but the, there is so much distraction. You know, if you think that there's misinformation in the media, the person behind it is the devil, and he is throwing the same level of misinformation to you on a daily basis. Because God says that you prosper, but then you get a flat tire. God says that you're the head and not the tail, but then you get, you don't get promoted at work. You know, God says that you are victorious and more than a conqueror, and yet you've been fighting the same battles for 20 years. So this is misinformation. This is distraction. And it is powerless if you set your mind on the things of the Spirit. The devil is doing these things solely for you to set your mind on the things of the flesh. Now, setting your mind on the things of the flesh doesn't mean you're just reading the newspaper. You can read the newspaper by the, in the Spirit. You can listen to a podcast in the Spirit. You can go to a movie in the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit said to me last night, you know, don't watch this show, watch this show. And I loved it. It was amazing. You know, and and he knows what I need. He, you see, this is, you've got to get to the point where he is better at running your life than you are. You've got to get to the point where you are died. You no longer live, but Christ lives through you. The only reason you would ever focus on the flesh is if you think that you're in charge. And it's a battle and it's a distraction. And every day it's a battle. And I probably spent weeks in the flesh. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, sinning. It just means that I'm distracted. 
And then I've got to pull myself out of there. I've got to, sometimes I've got to fast. I've got to pray. I've got to turn off my phone. I've got to, you know, but this life is busy. And I I feel like I come in and out of the spirit, you know, on an hourly basis, on a daily basis, because I'm, I'm taking every thought captive. This is how it works. You're taking every thought captive. How do you do that? You know, that is not God. That is just me. That is just the media. That thought is not from God. Constantly, I'm I'm taking thoughts captive and I'm punishing every act of disobedience. No, that is out of line. That No, I will not be sick. That is disobedience. I am going to punish that act of disobedience by taking that thought captive and by binding the devil of sickness and by casting it out of my family. In Jesus' name. You see, you are always on the offensive. You've got to get to the point where you are seeking first the kingdom, knowing that your sins are forgiven, knowing that you're right with God, knowing that you're walking on the earth as if you are God, seeking first the kingdom, sowing to the Spirit, not being distracted by the enemy, taking every thought captive, punishing every act of disobedience. It sounds like hard work because I'm describing it to you. Once you clear it out, once you lift up your hands and praise God, once you sing songs and spiritual songs to the Lord in your heart, once you clap and and put your hands together and worship Him, once you lift up your eyes and fix your eyes on Jesus, The things of this earth grow strangely dim. You'll find that you are living in victory, that you're walking on water, that things are better than they seem, that you're actually living a supernatural life. Now, you might feel that you are under all of these distractions. You might feel that you're struggling. And in a moment, you pray and God says, no, you're doing everything right. He says, you are my son. He says, I'm I'm pleased with you. You're faithful. You're standing. Yes, there are fiery darts of the enemy, but those the shield of faith is quenching every fiery dart of the enemy. You are more than a conqueror. You are the head and not the tail. You are lending and not borrowing. Okay? So let's pray for something really pra- practical right now. Let's manifest. We can pray right now for, number one, we're going to pray for the spike protein in your body to be dissolved in Jesus' name. Now, there is research that even the unvaccinated can have the the spike protein from the air. There are aerosol vaccines that may have been deployed already. There are, there's re-science that shows that they've been putting, uh, allegedly been putting, you know, RNA, mRNA in, and, and different things into vaccines for years before covid it's in the food supply, it's in the water supply, it's in the air. So you can catch the, the spike protein from other people. It's called shedding. So we're going to turn that off right now in your body. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over the physical body of everyone listening that their cells would be aligned with the Word of God today, that their cells would function according to the DNA God that you programmed. And we command every alien DNA to be turned off right now, to be dissolved and to be absorbed by their body and to be discharged in Jesus' name. God, all radiation from, from the environment would be, 
would be dissolved, would be discharged in Jesus' name, would be cancelled right now, would be, be, be nullified, Lord. Be, the vibration would change. God, would you lead us to walk in the water, to, to take our shoes off, to, to detox, to, to walk, to get around plants and trees for the, the, the oh, there's a word for this. It's like a noise cancellation, Lord Jesus Christ, just to cancel that noise in the environment in Jesus' name. And God, would you lead us to eat and drink and and breathe and think and live in ways that would promote advanced and absolute health right now in Jesus' name. Father, forgive us if we've taken any medication that we shouldn't have father god forgive us if we've we've grieved the holy spirit in things that we've said about ourselves we just cancel that lying spirit lord oh lord we we want the truth god if we've exchanged the truth for a lie right now we exchange back the lie for the truth we don't want to be deceived lord we want to know the truth no matter what it is lord we want to know the truth and we eat you Jesus right now we eat the truth we drink your blood Jesus and we eat your body and we become one with you Lord Jesus Christ today we love you we praise you in Jesus name guys the takeaway from today is that it's good news believe what Jesus Christ said, just know that everything around you and even sometimes inside of you, your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own will can get in the way. But you've got to get to the place where you believe the Word of God above all else. Just say, just tell Him, I believe you. I believe you. It's such good news. You don't know, you don't need to know the next step. You just need to lasso the Holy Spirit. You just need to know Him because He is the next step. You don't have to worry about all the things that I've said like you write them down as a list. No, you put all your eggs in one basket. You gamble everything on the Holy Ghost. As in, you put all your chips on the table and you bet on Him. You bet on the kingdom. You say, you know what? It's not my life. It's his life. Holy Spirit, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? And he will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. Don't do anything unless he says to do it. That's a wrap.